This is Charlotte. I'm Caitlin. We're Sky Talkers. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so when we did this in 2019, I played our intro music and then began. So I'm going to do the same thing again. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello! (laughs) I'm your host, Charlotte. And I'm your host, Caitlin. And welcome to Star Wars Celebration, day two. (laughs) How has everyone's celebration been so far? And can you hear me? Am I too close to the microphone? Are we good? Yeah, how's our audio? Good, good, good. Louder? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, how about this? Okay. That better? Okay. (laughs) Did anyone come from the Attack of the Clones panel? So did we. Very happy to see uh, Hayden and and Ewan. We almost left early, Mm -hmm. and we were like, let's give it two more minutes and uh, see if they show up. And they did. But then we were kind of hightailing it here. Yeah, we were busting it, you know. Yeah, Um, but but that, uh, that panel was was something else. It was so much fun. I don't think I knew what to expect, and that exceeded all of my expectations. <laughs> completely, completely. Yeah, um, I think just one thing, just like a tiny nitpick, I felt like it was weird that they didn't mention Padme at all. Right. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. She's my favorite character. I think probably most people here know that. So I was um, just a little like, I feel like a little Bones is a little uh, Padme's movie. So. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of Padme, let's talk about the first. Like we said, we are going to be talking about Kenobi. Um, so this is just your spoiler warning. Uh, but Charlotte, when was the first time you cried in Kenobi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting off, us off strong. <laughs> well, the first time I cried when we watched Kenobi was like the entire experience. It was just yeah, yeah. misty the entire time. Mm-hmm. But I think when we got the dream sequence from Obi-Wan that was basically just a Revenge of the Sith flashback, Oh my god. Uh-huh. I, yeah. And I I I broke down. <laughs> I broke down. I I think that I think what it was for me is I have been waiting for so long and I'm sure most people in this room can empathize for any sort of recognition of Padme in these main stories and or sort of like this continuation. I know it's, I feel like we're talking about Padme a lot. And I feel kind of bad. We should. Okay. We should. Yeah. Okay. No. Um but I just I felt like we finally made it this this show was like for me a perfect bridge between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and it wasn't in a fan servicey way I didn't think at all it was just perfectly I don't know I thought I thought the tone was perfect I thought it made sense it made sense yeah and of course like the only thing that would bring Obi-Wan off of Tatooine would be to help Anakin and Padme's daughter to safety. Yeah. So I I don't know. I very overwhelmed, still overwhelmed. We've only watched it one time. We tried to watch it again in the hotel. Our, room our hotel Wi-Fi did Wi-Fi not bad. cooperate. Wi-Fi bad. <laughs> we were like, Hot all right, bad. here we go. Yeah. <laughs> didn't work. And I think every, we're, everyone in our hotel, I think, was watching it too. So even we bought the the extra premium Wi-Fi and it still, uh, still didn't work. Wasn't premium. Yeah, it was not <laughs> premium. But okay, we did get through. So we got to watch it last night um, in the celebration stage and they did not show 
the flashback or the uh, the recap, the prequel recap. So we did get to watch that before our internet gave out. And I thought that was so interesting, like what they decided to show, the little tidbits that they decided to put Has out. Has everyone seen that recap on Disney Plus? Yeah. I was like, this is a masterclass in prequel, like... Oh, it was great. <laughs> I know. I was like, whoa, <laughs> there's a lot to take in here. Yeah. But there was so much Phantom Menace in that recap um, that honestly, I wasn't expecting that much. But everything that they were talking about with Qui-Gon and Anakin and training the boy, I think it all just makes total sense for potentially what we're going to be seeing Obi-Wan do mm-hmm. throughout the series. Well, in that first episode, I think that we have, first off, let's let's start right in the beginning. Okay. So that um, beginning with Order 66, I think that it is now a, a May tradition. Every year we have to relive <laughs> Order 66, whether it's on May 4th or like any other time in May, we have to relive Order 66, I guess. Um, special thanks to Dave Filoni. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and um, I didn't realize this until we were talking about this with some friends afterwards, um, but I think that, let's do a show of hands. What do we think was happening in the beginning of that? Do we think that that was Reva? And yeah, does everyone agree that that was Reva? Yeah. The second time I watched it, I thought that that was the case. And then I was like, okay, so what's the theme here? What are we showing? And then I was thinking about it, thinking that perhaps it was just children in leadership roles or like taking leadership. I don't know. Um, and then I, then it was like, oh no, that was, that was Reva. And I was like, okay. Yeah. The, the, first, <laughs> time, <laughs> the first time we watched the show, the episode, I was like, this feels like a really intense cold open and I'm not sure where we're going from here, but I'm already emotional about it. I think too, just seeing the Jedi temple for one thing was just it was amazing. I don't know. It's just, it's so fun to see prequel locations in 2022 in new Star Wars. It just, it feels so good. Like it feels so familiar and like coming home. So on the one hand that was exciting, but on the other, it was Order 66. So it was a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> what did everyone think of the show overall? Good? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Did it, did it live up to everyone's expectations? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think it did. I think it did. I totally think it After did. After just, yeah, I think so yeah. too. Years and years of this discussion about whether or not we're going to get an Obi-Wan movie, TV show. I don't, I don't know if anyone else in this audience was in the crowd at D23 in 2019 where the whole, the microphone of Kathy Kennedy. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Kathy Kennedy being like, will you play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? And Ewan saying yes. We were there sobbing. <laughs> So yeah. it feels a little full circle, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Feels, pretty good. I know. It's, it's like, it's, I mean, you guys have listened, I'm sure, to our initial recap episodes where it's just like, where do you even begin with a show like this? And I think, I think we should start with Obi-Wan and his state of mind. Sure. What did you think of his state of mind? I just think it's really sad. I, if anyone else is in the panel in the morning yesterday where John Williams played the theme I think that we were really struck immediately like whoa we're getting a really sad really depressed really anguished man and because that was totally packed into that theme and I feel like I I don't know I was really struck by that and then the very fact that he just doesn't use the force it was so Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi which was really great I think that there was a lot of callbacks actually like there there was I turned to Caitlin. I was like, I think Deborah Chow wishes Ray was a Kenobi because there was a, 
<laughs> I mean, you can debate that. I was, uh, pre, pre The Last Jedi, I was very much a, I would like Rey Kenobi to be a thing. I thought it was an interesting parallel. This is so controversial. I, I know. I know it is. I know it is. It was a hill I was willing to die on, even though I didn't think I it think was I think it was a happen. hill that you were willing to step on. I don't know if you would die on that hill. I would die on it. I still think it's a good idea. I still, and the beginning of the show, I was like, if she was a Kenobi, this would have been a really great parallel to the opening with Ray, right? I'm would not have been crazy. fun. Would I'm have not been crazy. Fun. <laughs> but regardless, I think that the peril show, showed isolation and what yeah. that sad isolation is like and what yeah. risks you're willing to take. And I mean, Obi-Wan's little cave that is protected by that little North Pole droid it reminded me of the Santa Claus. Why am I saying that now? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even air you that together. No, 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 no. This is news to me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Back to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, I think that this show did such a good job of like bringing us into Obi-Wan's state of mind in Kenobi. And it, even though I think we all kind of expected him to be sad, to see him acting almost cowardly was so jarring in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. And I think they did a great job throughout that first episode of showing all these opportunities where Obi-Wan would have said something in the Clone Wars or even in Revenge of the Sith, and he chooses not to. He actively shrinks away and hides. And it just is so not the Obi-Wan we know, especially when they're working in, what was that, uh, the Crate Dragon, the where they're like a butcher, Obi-Wan the butcher. Um, <laughs> Shishimi man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, I guess the, the manager uh, asks if Obi-Wan has anything to say because they've cut portions on the employees and he just doesn't even respond. He just shakes his head and walks away and it's it's so gut-wrenching because that's not at all who we know and it's 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 re-getting to know who this Obi-Wan is and I think yeah having Leia be the thing that finally gets him off planet and and it takes convincing it takes a lot of convincing which was so surprising honestly to me it's kind of like finding out the backstory for Luke and, and Ben in The Last Jedi and finding out that Obi-Wan, in a lot of ways, is kind of prioritizing Luke mm -hmm. in this situation was, it's really one of those things that like, okay, what do I know about this character? What do I really know about this character and his flaws and his motivations and things like that? I honestly think it was kind of shocking. Yeah. Well, I think it makes you think of, for me, I, I keep thinking about the concept of who Obi-Wan thinks is the chosen one. And I, I think that it's pretty clear in Rebels, I guess, that uh, Obi-Wan thinks that Luke is the chosen one, and that's debated. Keelan is all over the place about who she thinks the chosen one is. I, I mean, I, it's Anakin, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but I think that that is an interesting take, because even here, right, in this show that's up before that time in in Rebels and Twin Sons, um, we see this reluctance to go help the other child, the twin, yeah. um, and leave Luke, even though he's not really doing much for <laughs> for Luke. I mean, Owen doesn't want that at all. So. Wait, can we talk about the toy? Oh, uh, the toy. <laughs> the toy. <laughs> we were both like sitting in the chair like, no, no, the not, toy. The to not the toy. <laughs> That, that one, okay, that was, like, good fan service, in my opinion. It was, yeah, I thought it was, too. But how did you get it? Because Owen returned it. I mean, they're, they're oh, going to have right, to have right, a right. moment later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, it's not going to be all bad. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that, um, yeah, I just, I think it's been, that first episode did such a great job of, introducing us to this new Obi-Wan. I kind of can't get over it and how hard of a pill it is to swallow that he was going to let Leia 
be kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think we'll see in the next episodes, but especially in that first, or when he actually goes after Leia, um, him getting to know her and kind of, I don't know, it's like shaking off the dust and seeing him do all these things that he used to do and still having a little bit of that sense of humor in situations and seeing Leia bring that out of him. I just, we have to talk about. Okay, before we get to I know, Leia, we're going to say one, one more thing. So it, it is. It was dark to see Obi Wan in such a dark place. Yeah. I think that something that took us by surprise when we watched Rogue One was that immediate when when Cassian kills the man with the glove without the gloves. I guess you know mm-hmm, with the, the one arm or the arm in the sling. Yeah, in the beginning. In the beginning, and it was, it's so jarring because Cassian is a hero, and you're like, whoa, we just murdered a guy. Whoa. Um, and I think that when Caitlin and I looked at each other when we were watching it, like, I think that's going to happen right now with that Jedi, with Jedi who wanted game. who wanted Obi-Wan's help, that how far would Obi-Wan go to uh, keep protect his own him. isolation? Yeah. 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 And keep out of it, the whole bearing the lightsaber. It was a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. a moment. And I'm, moment. I'm not ready to talk about that, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, but it's okay. Yeah. Fine, we're blowing past it. But, um, <laughs> but when Obi-Wan took the lightsaber from that guy, I, I held I held Charlotte's arm and I was like, is it's he happening. Gonna, is he going to kill? Are we going to have a Cassian moment where Cassian he just moment. like kills him? <laughs> Hashtag Cassian moment. Hashtag Cassian <laughs> but it didn't uh, yeah. happen. No, it, it didn't happen. And I think it kind of makes sense, honestly, to see Obi-Wan not make that choice because we see him as more timid, I think. Again, like that, that cowardly adjective that I would give him. And for him to have killed that other Jedi, I don't really think matches with the Obi-Wan that we are kind of introduced to in this episode. I think they definitely could have gone that route with Obi-Wan being very aggressive about who's coming on the planet and anyone who, you know, gets on his lawn, he's like, you're out of here. Um, <laughs> on his lawn. I, on his lawn, on his sand lawn. Except for the Jawa, which was the best thing ever. So fun. The rapport. The rapport. If you're going to steal my parts and sell them back, you should at least clean them. (laughs) (laughs) Then the brief pause of, well, that'll cost you extra. (laughs) It was so funny. So good. Um, Okay, so let's talk about Leia. Okay. She's amazing. She's so good. I think something I'm going to steal what Caitlin said, and it's fine. She said that. Uh, what did I say? What did she say? You said that it 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 wasn't. It was clearly Leia. I feel like we we watched a young Leia. It's not like we watched someone try to be like a young Carrie Fisher. We watched someone be a young Leia. And I don't mean that obviously in like a derogatory term at all. I mean, it was clearly the character. The, her, her character. Yeah. And it was just so refreshing. She was perfectly what I think that we have always imagined Anakin and Padme's daughter being. And yeah, it was, it was just so great. I don't know. And uh, I've seen Bale, the pinky, the pinky promise. The dad-daughter vibe. It is so good. Even seeing the mom-daughter moments. Okay, all right. We haven't really talked about this. Did they recast Brea? Yeah, Yeah, they did, right? Okay. She was good. No, I liked her a lot. I liked her a lot. When she first came on screen, I was like, okay, is this... Is this who I think it is? Yeah, I was I looking for the glowy heart. Yeah, I was from too. From Leia, Princess uh, of Alderaan. Princess of, Princess of Alderaan. Yeah. We actually talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we said it on the show, but we were talking to each other. <laughs> about, <laughs> about if we'd ever see that. Heart. Well, because they had brought mods into like the Mandalorian yes. and everything like that. It kind of made sense that they could try it with uh, Brea and everything. But, I mean, there's still time. We could yeah. still see it. But she was perfect. The sass was great. Her timing was perfect. Like, she it looks did, great. I think also, so cute. yeah, kind of the like comedic moments in this show. I mean, you guys know we always talk about the angst with Obi-Wan. That's kind of the only thing we've talked about with this show. <laughs> but having some of the, that quippiness from Obi-Wan himself, but then 
really it being coming from Leia predominantly like that whole open with her and getting dressed and it's just so beautiful it's and then it's not her <laughs> <laughs> and then all of her her uh her handmaidens like I don't know what they would be called on all ladies and her ladies in waiting yes and they just all look away from the queen like <laughs> We didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. I mean, I think even her um, looking at the ships and naming the ships, it's so Anakin. I, I loved that reference. I've always thought about how Luke and Leia, and this is sort of just a headcanon from being in fandom for too long, I guess, about who are they most like and what are their traits like when they were a kid. And I think that it's easy to be like, well, Luke is like Anakin and Leia is like Padme. And I think that that is true, but it's it's fun to see the mixture about the fact that they're a mixture of both, you know, and it's it was cool to see that reference, and yeah, loved it. And I loved when Obi-Wan makes the reference, the Padme reference about how, and he, the fact that he doesn't say senator, so she, he says leader. Leader, yeah. So good. It's it's this perfect continuation of what Bale was talking to Leia about, and Leia getting to see someone else kind of bring in that perspective for her. I don't know, I just think it was really great, both of their conversations with Leia about I mean, Bale wasn't really talking about Padme, but you can kind of, I don't know, I sense that in him. Yeah. <laughs> but especially from Obi-Wan, him, I mean, that number one, that's two Padme references in two yeah. episodes, which is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, yeah. more Padme. And two um, is more than zero in the Attack of the Clones panel. I, <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not. We, we, I thought we blew past it. Yeah, we're blowing past I, it. We're totally blowing past it. We not circled, We circled back, but now it we're blowing past it. It was a good panel. I just. <laughs> Hold a grudge for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait, one more Leia thing that we should talk about. Okay, yeah, yeah. When she told off the cousin. Okay, I like the fact that there's this rude cousin. First off, great. And then her just being so sassy, so perfect, really delivering the goods there in that conversation. She's so smart. Yeah. I think that's, a, we, of course Leia is smart, but to see her as this young kid, literally kidnapped, it's implied that she's never left the planet by mm -hmm. her cousin, or, or at least hasn't gone much of anywhere, which I think is a cool parallel with Luke that mm -hmm. I think we should also think about. Mm -hmm. um, but her being so smart and like, all right, I guess I need to go with this guy. Then, but then totally backtracking, being like, actually, no, never mind. Like, stranger danger, I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, she's leaping across buildings, like parkour Leia. It's yeah. <laughs> parkour Leia. <laughs> I was watching her, like, oh my God, she is absolutely um, not old enough to be doing that. <laughs> I would not be doing that. Wow. Um, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I would, not. <laughs> I would be dead. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just think it's so great to see her so smart and agile and. I don't know, just thinking two steps ahead because that is the Leia that we know in in the original trilogy and in the sequel trilogy. So to see her like that as a child when she's thrown into a terrifying situation like being kidnapped and immediately start thinking on her feet about what to do, who to talk to, who should she trust in this moment and how she can change that and go her own way. Like how was she gonna get off that planet? I knew she would. Super cool planet, by the way. I really do love the design. Yeah. Also, did you guys notice that, um, I think her name is Esther, uh, Ewan's daughter, Esther, that is the girl that sold the spice to, or not sell, the get, isn't that so cool? Yeah. I, when we were watching it, I was like, okay, I recognize her. And I was like, oh my gosh, I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> yeah. And, um, and then I, I realized, because people were talking about it. I can't claim that one. <laughs> yeah, I think that was, it was a good moment. It's just, it's so fun to see new environments in Star Wars. It always is. Um, we love all of the television. You guys know we're happy, like, to be, we've gone through a reckoning with Tatooine, I think, in mm-hmm. the past, like, two years. And Honestly, the past six months. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, six months, two yeah, years. Two years. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. But uh, to be able to go somewhere that is so different and new and, again, like kind of has that prequel feeling, you know what I mean? I just think it's really cool. And I think you said this at the when we started, Charlotte, but it's just this show feels, it's only two episodes, but it feels like this really beautiful blending of these Star Wars time periods, mm-hmm. these timelines of Star Wars, because... Right, they're so distinct in how they look and in their aesthetics, and to balance that is honestly a really challenging thing, I would think. Yeah. And I think so far the show has knocked it out of the park for me. Right, and I, I think at least we've obviously only seen two episodes, right? But I think that it's interesting. This is this the piece of live action that we have the first time that we've seen something that's not from the John Favreau, Dave Filoni camp, right? So it's it's brand new, and I think it's refreshing. I we're fans of John Favreau and Dave <coughs> Filoni. You good? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're fans of John Favreau and Jay Filoni, but like, it's really nice to get someone new, and it's so great that Deborah came over from get a woman. You get a woman. Oh, it's amazing! It's, like, it's, it's, it's so amazing. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so great. She's she did an amazing job, and I feel like the tone is really seamless. It is just really refreshing, and I think it'll be really nice to have one director do the entire thing, because I think as Star Wars fans, we're really familiar with this concept of every mm-hmm. episode being different, and not just the live action, but also in the animation. With I think TV. that With TV, yeah. I think that, yeah. especially with the Clone Wars, I mean, if you watch that show when it was airing, we're jumping around all the time. Droid arc one time, the then, which is great. We, we love, yeah. we love Sunny Day in the Board. We love a great moment. But, <laughs> but, you know, then we're jumping to like this really evocative Mortis arc. You know, it's just a lot, right? We're, we're changing all the time. Yeah. So I think that w- by having a singular vision, I think that that's just a benefit. It's a plus. It's really nice to have this. And I can't believe we're going to be halfway through the show next on week. Wednesday. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> uh, one thing I'm really sad about next week is that it will not be a 7 o'clock, a 9 o'clock, or a midnight showing. It'll be right. 3 a.m. Disney Plus do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, if you I'm live really on the East Coast or like in the U.K. or anything or Europe, it's, it's just late, you know? It's a bummer. It's, yeah. it's a bummer. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Okay, we need to talk about Reva. We need to talk <laughs> about the Inquisitors, and we need to talk about that whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so we started off obviously talking about how we think Reva is the person in the beginning, one of the younglings. And Caitlin, what do you think is Reva's motivating factor what do you think that we're going to find out about her i think she has a she had a really interesting line i think in the first episode um i can't remember if it's um which inquisitor it is it's the grand or fifth brother who asks her what it was fifth brother fifth, yeah i think ask her like well, what On do you think you're going to get from this yeah, like from why are you treating, and she says um what i'm owed, what I'm owed. Really good line. It's really evocative. And like, what does that even mean? It really brings back, okay, so what's her past? And why does she have such a vendetta for getting and bringing Vader Kenobi? I think that we can all understand that if your boss is Vader and you bring in Kenobi, then that's just a, like a plus one. You know, you're getting promoted, right? But uh, I... <laughs> for a I, sister. I think that that's just like purely bureaucratic. But like yeah. what else is underneath there? What's the emotional pull? And I think that by starting in the Jedi Temple, 
what is going on there. So Caitlin, what do you think? Well, I think there are a couple of things with Riva that'll be interesting to watch. Her motivation, of course, being the main one, I think. But yeah, that line of what I'm owed is so fascinating. And we've talked about Riva, of course, being one of the younglings at the beginning. And um, a lot of people online, and we were talking about this last night too, of Riva, uh, if she had heard the Obi-Wan at the, at the Jedi Council saying, no one come back to the Jedi Temple at the end, and then she and her friends are effectively abandoned there. And there's that kind of betrayal level there that I think could be brought in because they, Kenobi, Kenobi Ben, Obi-Wan <laughs> makes a note to say uh, to Leia that the Inquisitors were Jedi. A lot of them were Jedi who turned to the dark side. And I think that's a very specific line, feels like it's going to come back around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think if Reva feels this sense of betrayal from Obi-Wan, from the Jedi in general, like I think specifically. that- yeah, yeah, specifically him. I think that could be really interesting in her motivations. Mm -hmm. But then also, we also learned that Reva discovered this connection between Vader and Obi-Wan through the archives. So there's also an interesting thread there about and Leia too about yeah what she does know how she yeah. knows it and how Leia would be good bait like why again why would Leia why be would good Leia be the bait be, yeah yeah and, and you, you said this too what? earlier what about uh <laughs> <laughs> refresh my memory it's been a long two days <laughs> um, about uh whether or not Vader knows what Reva right. knows yeah so um, I think that once first off shocking that Reva knows that Vader is Anakin Skywalker. I think that's, to me, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I think cool. it was shocking, number one, <laughs> to see Hayden Christensen at the end in the tank, right? But I think that it, which is like, oh my gosh. Can't even address it. Yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that um, who else knows that Vader is Anakin Skywalker? I mean, Ahsoka didn't. So And Obi-Wan didn't. Obi-Wan didn't. Obi-Wan didn't even know Anakin was alive. That moment... Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ewan McGregor is just such a good actor. I think the acting in this show is also just really, really good. It's super okay. high caliber. And you can just really tell that mm -hmm. it is just excellent. And that scene specifically, Ewan did an amazing job where you could see everything written on his face. And that was really great and super devastating. Sobbing. Um, yeah. And I think that it's just, okay, so then if we think about what's the future for Reva, what's the future for, she's the third sister. Yeah, third mm -hmm. sister. Um, the fact that I don't know. Is that a, a problem that she knows that Vader is Anakin Skywalker? And then could she possibly use Could Vader possibly see it as a weakness? Or, you know, is there a separation? Are we going to see that sort of internal turmoil between um, Invader? I think that uh, last week, or oh my gosh, Monday, we got to talk to Hayden Christensen very briefly. It was. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but Caitlin, oh, no, I asked. Okay, I asked. <laughs> blocked out. I, I asked if he views Anakin and Vader differently, and he doesn't. And I think that that's always something that he um, pulls at is, whoa, I'm sorry, pulls at in his performance. Yeah, he talked at the end about him and Deborah really going through the characterization of Anakin and Vader together as one character, and he used the word imprisonment to describe Anakin about Vader. So I think it, I think it'll be interesting because we do have this like parallel between Obi-Wan and Ahsoka finding out about who Vader 
really was. And I think it'll be interesting to kind of fill in these pieces because we talk about this on the show all the time. How do people know what they know? It's been 10 years and it was a long time for Ahsoka to be, Ahsoka maybe out in the galaxy doing stuff. Like she's, she's, out she's around yeah. and she doesn't know. Yeah, she didn't find out. Whereas Obi-Wan's been sequestered on Tatooine. Fully removing himself from the first. I don't think yeah. that it wasn't really fully said unless I missed something, but he didn't cut himself off from the force in a dramatic way like Luke did. What do you guys think? Did he or no? Yeah, I think that he just wasn't using it, right? It wasn't this, you know, the severing that happened with with Luke, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, because, like, I don't think the ground necessarily is going to move when he, like, Luke, when Luke finally uses the force again. Yeah, um, but then again, Luke is a... Is a Skywalker is oh. potentially okay. the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, there's a lot there, and I, I hope that they explore it. I really hope that there's yeah. some depth that is brought in with Vader and that sort of what happens when, if it's a secret. I just don't know. I, don't I, think, think, it, I think it is, and I think yeah. it's going to be a problem for Reva in right. the future about what she does actually know. And... Again, we talked about the archives. Are we going to get to go to the archives? No. I would be really excited about that. Don't say no. Well, it yeah, I don't happen. know. It could happen, <laughs> right? I think it could totally happen. But, yeah, I do think it's going to be a problem for her because I think it is a secret. The fact that Obi-Wan doesn't know after all this time, I think, says a lot, mm-hmm. honestly, of just how much of a secret they're keeping it and Reva choosing to reveal it at that moment. Like she's going all in, even though all of her superior, oh wait, hold on. What? When she killed. Okay, what is that? up with this? Who was shocked? I was I, shocked. I, okay, so yeah, I'm so shocked. Is he dead? Like. No? Like, yeah, a minor, a minor just scratch. a flesh wound. Just, just I, a flesh wound. I think that we just had a show that established the mods as a pretty, big thing so maybe the grand inquisitor is a mod but i don't i don't know i don't know yeah he's just exactly stomach. exactly just exactly. Just ginger just, ale a yeah. little pepto-bismol <laughs> he'll be fine, be fine. <laughs> a couple days in the back to tank yeah. <laughs> borrow it go to tatooine for the back to tank yeah or boba's back to tank anyway timeline's confusing yeah, yeah 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 it's all <laughs> converging into one thing yeah um but yeah, I I think that I don't think anyone knows. Like I would be surprised if the other inquisitors actually knew that uh, Anakin was Vader. I think uh, Reva has made it pretty clear that she goes on her own and that she was the one she planned this whole kidnapping of Leia secretly without anyone else's approval. So I don't think anyone really knows this connection because the other inquisitors even say to her, you know, the senator's daughter. It, of course, I can't remember what they actually said, but like, what were you thinking with the senator's daughter? It wasn't like. Lord Vader's daughter. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they, I don't think they know. I think it's just Riva, and I think that all of it is going to come to a head for her. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about is I thought um, Kamal's character was really good. I think I just looked his, up his name. I kind of forgot it. I think it's Haja, right? Um, yeah. I I thought that was really interesting because I think something Caitlin and I actually talk about a lot on the show is this concept of the fact that by the sequels, people all think the Jedi are myth. So I think that just the concept of like history erasing itself or 
um, history being erased and uh, how you think about these people who, I mean, it's been 10 years since Order 66, right? So the Jedi are being hunted um, and you have a character who is sort of being this magician-y kind of character using the Jedi tricks for his Madness. own game. Yeah, his own game. So I think that it, he was he was really funny and super delightful and I think that he did a great job in his scenes. And I, I don't know, I just really liked the character and wanted to mention that. I don't know if anyone else agrees, but... Um, yeah, I think you did a great job. Yeah. I totally believe that it was a Jedi initially. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> so I did bought I. the kid's lie. I bought his scam. Yeah. Um, and I did. it took me a second to later on in the episode when it was clear that the, the kid and Haja were working together. Um, I didn't really pick up on that initially. Yeah. I, he was Too like, overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, he was like, I know a Jedi. I was like, great, cool. Let's find out who it is. <laughs> Show me who this Jedi is. Yeah. Um, but he knew, right? He knew who Obi-Wan was, right? Did he say his name at the end? Yeah, but was it because of the, again, we've only watched it oh. once. Was it because of the fact that um, Reva put out the poster okay, literally yeah. everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. No, answered yeah. my own question. Well, I think, okay, just to go jump back to Reva, I'm sorry, I feel like we this is a little bit less organized than we usually do, but we're trying with the trusted Google Doc. <laughs> um, I, I think that uh, there's it's really interesting that there's a conflict within the Inquisitors also, and that it was immediately established that yeah. Reva's um, impulsive and uh, will stop at nothing, even her own superiors, I guess you could call them superiors, um, and like coworkers, I guess, putting her, <laughs> her down, colleagues. not really supporting her. her. Colleagues. Um, yeah. So I think that there's also potentially a chance of her like breaking off or. I, I think know. she already did. Yeah, yeah. I True. think it now has become completely a personal vendetta. I can't imagine that it will be well received. The only thing I it will say is that, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that um, we haven't seen the scene that is in the, what's the trailer? name? The trailer of where the, the, yes, what's it called? Say it again. Yes, thank you. Fortress Inquisitorium. Yeah, I know, and I feel so bad that we're, we always apologize for not playing the games. We just don't have the consoles, so we can't. I know, we'll, we need to watch the cutscenes. Shannon. I know, Shannon. Shannon, Shannon, yeah. <laughs> we will, we will, we will. Caitlin actually just recently played Vader Immortal. We oh my used to gosh. talk about Vader Immortal a lot on the show. It's so good if you've ever it watched the cutscenes. It was so fun. And her family brought it down for her to play and my family in front it. of like okay. 20 this, people. This is, this is like a little bit too much uh, TMI about my life. But my family, we had a wedding a couple weeks ago and uh, my family brought it down and we're at the rehearsal dinner, which is just like a family get together. And anyway, they're like, Caitlin, I brought this for you to play because you like Star Wars, right? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. And so they like <laughs> put it on. But we're playing it. We're playing it outside on a patio um, because that's where the party was, like a cookout situation, right? My Everyone's watching Your extended family With is watching me Oculus. trying to, you know, Lightsaber the, learn how to do it. <laughs> and not only that, I'm so sorry, this is such as uh, <laughs> we've lost the plot here, but not only that is, um, right, I'm from Georgia, country music is a thing. Um, my cousin is blasting country music at this cookout and we're right by the speaker. So the vibe so is I'm just like, really weird. The vibe is Vader Immortal <laughs> with Jason <laughs> Aldean. It's like Vader's It's like looming. how George Lucas intended it. I, you know, it was just <laughs> anyway, I played it, it was great, so now I can check that game off my list. Yeah, so but, eventually you know. we'll, I saw that there's gonna be another Jedi Fallen yes. Order. So that's really cool. I'm really happy for you guys who love love that story. And I, we we will love the story, you know? <laughs> yeah. I promise someday. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but that place is super cool. So we haven't seen that in the trailer. And I kind of thought we would go at the end of me too. the episode. Me too. I, my guess is we'll probably open there next yeah, episode. I think Because so. we ended with Vader. So I think that that's the next logical step, especially if we think about this as a six-episode movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that <sighs> ending, though. The, the Anakin and C, like... <laughs> I just I don't think I was expecting it at that point in the episode to actually I wasn't see expecting him. to see Vader or Hayden Christensen or anything at all in these two yeah. episodes I, yeah. I just feel like I put that out of my mind I thought that it wasn't going to come until like maybe in a flashback but never I don't think we were going to get any sort of Vader and we did which is cool okay so next episode do you think we'll the first time we see Vader whether it's the next episode or in the future, do you think we'll see him unmasked first or masked first? Like, fully a scene with him, you know what I mean? Masked. masked. So how, okay, I just don't. I can't decide. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they are being super cagey about who's doing the voice of Vader, and I don't really know why. I can't put my finger on it beyond they just didn't get James Earl Jones to do it, and that's probably, like, answer number one. But I'm sort of like, okay, so how much are we getting maskless Vader, Vader with mask? Does Obi-Wan further damage Vader to the point where he has to wear the mask all the time? Like, I don't... I don't. These are all really excellent questions. I just don't know. I mean, I think that there's... The rematch of the century, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Kathy Kennedy talks about. Um, <laughs> I, I always think that's it's like a wrestling match. That's what I always think about. <laughs> we do. We do. Like round one, ding, ding, ding. ding. Yeah. <laughs> round one was Musafar. Yeah. 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 The I battle of the heroes. Yeah. It's yeah. intense. It's intense. Yeah. I think right now I'm thinking unmasked. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. Com- I'm not committed to it, though. Anyone I think you could just change- committed. No, anyone could change my mind here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think also it's just number one. I think that this press tour with Hayden has been so great, and so good. he's just been such a. It's been such a treat to watch him be like with Star Wars fans again. Because I think in 2019 it was like this great comeback to like see him again. Like remember, this is 2019, right? I'm thinking of the right year. I think it was. Mm, was that his first return? When was, was his, his first, first return to celebration? 17. 2017. That's when you met yeah, him. Yeah. But like that feels like such a moment, right, for Hayden. But then this feels like the next kind of Well, it's step. very clear that he gets it so much. Yeah. I mean, we just haven't really heard him talk about Star Wars in a really long time. I think that we've been inundated. Inundated? Okay. Inundated? Inundated. It's been a long two days. Um, with like Hayden content and him talking about like so many interviews and everything, it's easy to sort of forget when we're in this moment right now that we just haven't seen him talk about Star Wars in a long, long time. And, and in it depth is, like this and it, too. Super in depth. He's very open to talking about anything. Yeah. So it's great. It's very yeah. painful. And at this moment too, where it's in, like he talked about like seeing Anakin and Vader as one character, not mm-hmm. as two separate characters. I think to really get more of that discussion from him because he really was just Vader for like a brief period of Revenge of the Sith, like when we're looking at the total time of who he was playing. Mm -hmm. So to see it more as this kind of blended character or like time period where we're still maybe seeing some Anakin. Well, we're always going to eventually get the Anakin Skywalker redemption. So how can we further inform that? How All these different Star Wars stories that are inserted into different pieces of the timeline add to that finale, that final piece of Anakin's story, and like, how can we look upon that with new eyes, right? So I, I, I look forward to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't want it to be over. 
<laughs> I want to live in this for a long time. <laughs> it's still kind of, it, I know we already said this, but the fact that it's going to be halfway over uh, it's next sad. week. It's sad. It's a bummer. Yeah, it's, it's okay. a little bit of a But bummer. at the same time, when we were watching it last night, I mean, who else was like, I'll just watch all of it. Let's go. Let's keep <laughs> Let's it going. Keep going. <laughs> Play the next one. You know? <laughs> Can you? That would have been so fun. Just like a whole marathon of the entire Kenobi series in one sitting. Yeah, that would be insane. It would have been. It would have been really fun. Um, but I lost my train of thought. There was something else I was going to say about timelines, mm-hmm. and now I can't remember what it was. I'm sorry. I know. Can't me help too. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's not coming back to me at all. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah, it'll come in a minute, but not right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that we could probably sort of wrap up and then have like a little bit of a meetup or a question. Any questions? Have, yeah, questions. Too. We could yeah. do that too. Yeah. Does anyone um, have any questions? Or about Kenobi yeah. or speculation? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Sarah. Sarah, yes. Sarah. Hey. Um, yeah, so one thing that I was thinking about is in a new coach. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you served my father, and then she's like, help me, Obi-Wan. And then in the show, she's a little girl, and she had him up, and she's like, help me. And I was just like, when she, she's been on like a facade and a new being like, yeah, you and Obi-Wan, come help me. But then she's like, remember me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's such a good thought, too, because A New Whole Bit really is about Luke being sad about Obi-Wan. <laughs> I mean, come on. Obi-Wan is like, Leia gives him the blanket, is like, woe is me, uh, like, it's okay. Meanwhile, they have, like, a history. Yeah, meanwhile, like, Leia was casually kidnapped, <laughs> and Ben rescued her as, like, a small child. Oh, also, one thing, because you just said the name Ben, I think that this really adds to the fact that Leia named her son Ben. And I... It was on the tip of my tongue this entire time. I can't believe I didn't lead with that. We love that a Ben so Solo we love connection. A, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but I do think that's really interesting yeah, about really the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. It's like, well, really in the past, perhaps, I mean, hopefully this all goes, I think it does, um, that uh, Obi-Wan helped her before in a big way. And she probably remembers that. It's probably a very traumatic occurrence. I also think that when she's dangling on the like clothesline or something when she jumps um, from the building. It really reminded me of when Obi-Wan was in, in Anakin's dream talking to, uh, talking, uh, to Padme when Padme's giving birth. When yeah. it, Obi-Wan says like, don't give up Padme, hold on. And there was the same sort of moment with like, hold on Leia, don't so give up, uh, yeah. Oh, you made everyone sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, I was like, this is so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't, it wasn't, it was in the dream, but still, we're, yeah. we remember it collectively. Okay, but did anyone else think, because I kind of thought when Leia was, you know, parkour Leia jumping across <laughs> all of the buildings, that at the last one, she would almost, like, call on the force and do, like, a little Same. force Same, I was shot. ready for that. So, I am a little surprised that that didn't happen. I thought, I think this show could be a good opportunity to bring some more of that into Leia's well, story. Just even, like, mentioning when Owen was like, you care if he's showing, which I think was yeah. an interesting, like verbiage Mm -hmm. I guess of saying that and I guess will we see that will we see Luke have any sort of force sensitivity that is shown early or that something that Owen talks about to Mm Obi-Wan or do we just see that also with Leia and then what happens there 
I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I think it's a good conversation about Obi-Wan and his like view on attachment, honestly, because he did ultimately love Anakin and look where it got him. So how is he keeping his emotions in check about really Luke, but also Leia, I think, as we move through the series? Is he trying to only care about if Luke is showing like the Force capabilities, or does he actually love him and care for him like he would a nephew in a lot of ways. I think we, the audience, think that it's the latter, right? Like, that he cares. We want that, right? Yeah, I think or, or if he thinks that Luke is the chosen one, it's like that's means what's to important. An end. Yeah, yeah, means to an end, which I don't think it would be quite that cynical, but I, mean, I, I think, think, I think perhaps everyone wants it, cynical. like is trying to. But. Yeah, because Luke's eventually the one that's like, I don't want to kill Vader, even though yeah. Obi-Wan later is like, you should kill Vader. If you have to kill him, it's the only way, and it has to be you. I mean, and yeah. Luke's like, I'm not going to do it. And that's the amazing, that's why Return of the Jedi is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the redemption of it all. Yeah. I, I think that, I don't know. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. <laughs> Any more questions? Um, so, while I was watching, I was really struck by Leia's insight, as you mentioned earlier, into her emotional state. Mm -hmm. I actually thought that that could be a way that she was showing before? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought the same yeah, thing. That's a really good idea. Um, I think it might be canon that she used the force, and like that's why she was a really good senator. Am I wrong about that? Maybe it's legend. I don't remember. Um, but I, that, it sounds really familiar to me in like a canon sense, but um, I thought the same thing, and I really liked that she sort of used that ability to clap back at the cousin, right? Like that was great. So, yeah. I think we've all been talking about um, Uncle Owen's, you know, burn of the century with Obi-Wan. <laughs> the burn of the century. The burn of the century. But now I think we have to give it to Leia. Yeah. So <laughs> true. So true. I'm sure the Star Wars marketing was like, just wait. <laughs> wait. You know? Just wait until you meet her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another question from anyone? Uh, I just want to say Lola. The oh, my gosh. Yeah. So cute. Yes. Um, but there's an interesting moment where I think they're hanging out at that gathering, and she just says, thank you to the droid. Mm-hmm. really great, and the cousin's like, why are you thanking the droid? Yes. Um, I swear in The Rise of Skywalker, doesn't she say something to Ray like, Yes. yes, yes, that's, oh my gosh, that is such a good uh, connection, yes, absolutely. I think that this entire show, like, really checked a lot of boxes, and that includes, like, any sort of conversations about, like, droids' rights and things like this. One of my favorite mm -hmm. things about Solo, and, like, I love that evolution in the Star Wars stories, so of course Leia, I mean, we know this, it doesn't need to be said, right? Like, Leia cares about droids and thinks about them as friends and family and things like that, so I think that was such a good... I loved that. I love Lola. Yeah. I would like to add that. Yeah. Um, in the E.K. Johnson Padme book, uh -huh. Yes, that's so true. Um, the beginning of the last one is like, she thanks R2, and she's like, Yes. You no, know, like, I always have to be polite. And so that's when my thought was like, is that intentional for that reason or because of her later? Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's both. Yeah. And it's really great. Love it. I also have always loved how. Like, the droids, like, specifically R2 and 3PO, I think there's a lot to be said there. But I loved that, like, I think it's fully canon now. I don't know if it's been like this for a while, but, like, R2 was Padme's droid that went with Anakin. Went with and Anakin, C3PO yeah. was built by Anakin, and, and 
went to went to Padme. So then there's like it's this cute. cross, and then then it, now it's now it's you know it's all Leia's. It's just so good, and I like that there's this sort of carry on this um, connection to droids constantly within the Skywalker family. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I have a question oh. about the scene where Owen and Viv are fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good I think question. True feelings, because after that scene, when when he's telling Riva, you know, the Jedi are vermin, I kill Jedi that come on my land. So I forget what he actually said, but something along those lines. And after Riva leaves, and Obi Wan comes back and says, "Thank, thank you, Be- uh, thank you, Owen." And Owen says, I didn't do it for you. I almost thought he was going to say something along the lines of, I meant what I said, like, don't come near us because I will kill you. I, I kind of thought. <laughs> That's really dark. <laughs> I mean, it's, she, it's kind of a dark show. Um, <laughs> I think she, I think he means it, though. Um, I think he means that because I think he has seen the the. If we think about Owen in Attack of the Clones and like everything that he's seen with Anakin and now with Obi-Wan and now with Luke and then everything that's gone on with the galaxy as a whole, I just think it makes sense for him to not trust the Jedi and to think they're a danger. Um, no matter whether he thinks they were good at one point in the past or are no longer good or just are useless or, you know, but I do think he, I think he was talking to Obi-Wan in that moment of, I will kill you. Yeah. Um, right behind the last, yeah, yeah. Okay, so who do you think that clone is? Okay, my brain was doing flips when I watched this. I was like, who am I looking at? What's happening? I think, it, number one, it's really sad. Like, it's it's a sad yeah. situation that we're 10 years. Do oh, you, you have more to say? Yeah, yeah. So the clone is Pan and that's the first charitable act we see out of Obi-Wan. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good point. Yeah, I think that um, it was just really a, like, I don't know, it really worked for me and as like as something tugging on my heartstrings of seeing a clone who's still in this armor 10 a years after. Later. It is, I don't know it who hurts. that clone was though. Does that, it, has that been identified or is it just a clone? It's telling his colors are specifically Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So it potentially could have been someone, yeah. Obi-Wan knew. Right. Part of the group that went with Anakin. Anakin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just overall like really sad. And again, brain was doing flips. I was like, what do I do? What, what do I like? It, it was like a total Beard. mind melt. I yeah. was like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was just a little bit confused when Rebo started announcing about alive and stuff mm-hmm. was the connection that that uh obi-wan didn't know that vader was alive but he knew that anakin was vader or he didn't know that anakin was vader both i think it's yeah. both i think he didn't know anakin and was alive or that anakin was vader yeah even though no, he didn't know that vader was alive. well he didn't I thought that's interesting because you're, you're right hmm because he does know, because he saw the security hologram of Palpatine saying, like, go, oh, Lord go Vader. Forth, yeah, Vader. Vader. Yeah. And we've talked about that before. I just, like, completely forgot about that. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if that's a recon. Where, you know, 
Lord yeah, it's probably not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't think it's entirely clear because I think sometimes Palpatine kind of uses Vader secretly, but. I, I mean, maybe that'll come to light. I do maybe think we're going to find out. Debut like, I think in it'll this, be clearer. Uh, it, series. It seems like, <laughs> like to the galaxy. there was a lot of lines written about that. Like, that seems so exact that Reva would say that, that it feels like it has something, it has to do something, right? Like, it has to serve a function. We'll see how, right? Yeah. Um, we just, we have like time for one more question. So I think just you back there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember in episode 4 when Luke first meets Freya? He says, I brought them to the room. And then they are responding to the side of Yeah. In terms of reaction questions, see how well when the show basically reacts to Really, really well. It was good. Wait, wait, wait. Every moment of the show basically said to stab us in the stomach and then twist in the People were really confused. I mean, I don't know. Other people who were in the screening, back me up here, right? When that happened. No, no, I meant. Oh. I meant not that mm -hmm. I talked about generally when the emotional moments happen. Yeah. Specifically, any emotional moment where the show, like, metaphorically stabbed us and then twisting us. Yes. Metaphorically stabbed us. There was a lot of clapping, a lot of. Yeah. Ooh. Especially with the, uh, the, the, the dream that Obi-Wan yeah. had, that was a big one. I also think Leia's reveal, kind of anytime she came on screen, yeah. I feel like there were a ton of murmurs of the people around us, like, oh my God, she's so perfect. Like, yeah. actually, Everyone people, was... Specifically the people behind us were like, she is amazing. She's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like you could hear like the whispers through the crowd of like... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah and male too. Was, everyone was yeah. erupted. You go ahead. Yeah. From some fans' reactions to Luke in Last Jedi, mm -hmm. the criticism of that, yeah, it was a little bit 2.0. Uh huh. Yes, that was interesting. And there were some people afterwards that seemed a little shell shocked by what they watched. Oh, really? Upset. Oh. So that will be interesting to see. Wow, um, I didn't get that, that was vibe. Not our area so at I all. Yeah. appreciate that insight. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I hope that personally. I Oh, yikes. No. Oh, we, we don't want that. I think we're just going to put that in a box. My and hope. Blow right past yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're blowing past we're it. We're burying it? You mean? No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're blowing past, past it. it. <laughs> I, my, I mean, my hope is that with all these Luke parallels in The Last Jedi with this show, that there's a sort of clearer understanding, I guess, of that. I mean, I don't know. And yeah. in, in The Last Jedi, but not that I think it really needs it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I do think we have time for one more question. Uh, let's go to the Ahsoka shirt. Yeah. Uh, so, someone else has a question about Anakin and Aunt Beru. Yes. And do you guys think that maybe she'll have a softer heart towards Obi-Wan? Like, maybe, like, she, like, sneaks him in and, like, gives Luke the toy or something? Like, that's why. Oh, my God. Wait, that's cute. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cheers We're here for, for it. <laughs> That is a great theory. I think that she'll have a bigger role, actually. Um, I think 
Bonnie's really great and super she was, cool. She was there, right? Yeah, she was yeah, there she was last there last night. night. She, uh, when they all came on the stage afterwards mm-hmm. and for people who were there. Um, also, Vivian, the, um, the little girl, Leia. little Leia, came on stage last night. It was adorable. She um, came on stage and I was like, it is past, past her bedtime. bedtime, but I'm so excited to <laughs> and see she was, her. She was so happy and she gave everyone a hug. I wanted her to give Hayden Christensen a hug, by the way, but she, she didn't. So. That's Vader. That's Vader. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that's a really good uh, insight and thought, and I bet that will happen. I bet yeah. she will be softer. Well, especially because that's how we kind of see their dynamic in A New Hope. So it kind yeah. of makes sense that perhaps that's how she's True. been all along. But yeah. then who knows, like, what is going to happen on Tatooine throughout the rest of this series where maybe she kind of sees that, okay, maybe we do need to take a harder line with Obi-Wan considering the Inquisitor is at our door. Like, it's not, it is actually a little bit more serious than maybe she thought initially. Um, Maybe, I don't know, maybe she thought she could let her guard down a little bit after 10 years, and maybe now is the time that we can actually introduce Obi-Wan, Ben, to Luke, and then maybe after the events of this series, it's like, no, no. But then maybe the toy is, like, kind of that final... I don't know, like peace offering in a way. I do think the toy will come back because oh, yeah. in, in, stuff well, that happens yeah. in the first episode, I think that will get resolved later on, you know? Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Thank yeah. you all so it. much. Yay! You guys. Can I? Um, we love you. Can we take a selfie? Yeah, can we take okay. a selfie? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do this in 2019, and I regret it like every yeah, year. Yeah. So. All right, everyone. Uh, here, here, wait, wait, I'm going to yeah. go down. Okay, okay, okay. All right, one, two, three. Yay! <laughs> Thank you all so Yay! much. Again. Um, oh, oh my gosh, okay. So we have these awesome posters from Bloodline, um, that amazing Claudia Gray book, who here has read it. They're so good. Um, Great. All right. Perfect. Yay. Yay. All right. And then we also have so, so, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, We also have so many giveaways. So we we have the prints that are made by the incredible Kara DJ. If you are not, she's so amazing. Yeah, Kara, if you are not subscribed to her amazing fanzines, we need to keep fanzines alive. They're the coolest thing ever. And her fanzine is incredible. We talk about it all the time on the show. So it's not unfamiliar. And her artwork is like a representation of the Star Wars dinner um, in a big way, you know, and it is so great. We're we're so happy to have that. So enjoy those. And we have a bunch of hollow stickers and we have the pins, the Star Wars dinner pins. We have lanyards Lanyards. and bookmarks. So everyone should be able to get one of each, whatever you want. If you don't have them, I think there's some floating around or up here. And I also think we should just like badge check everyone. Yeah, badge check. Everyone badge checked. Lobster claw on the the double lobster claw. claw. It's a good look. Oh, no, I have the triple claw. It's so (laughs) aggressive. This is insane yeah <laughs> but I I, th- I think that's our show thank you so much for coming <laughs> thank you so much enjoy for the coming. rest of Star Wars celebration we'll be outside too yeah. so we can and chat we'll be at Disney tonight, tonight too. too if you see us yeah thank you all so thank much for you. coming